Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Hasbro Inc, ticker symbol HAS, HAS. We're looking at Hasbro today in part because they're currently paying out one of the highest yields in the S&P 500. So right now they're paying out a dividend yield of 4.5%. Additionally, earlier in 2022, the company defeated an activist shareholder movement from Alta Fox Capital. Alta Fox had a board challenge for Hasbro and had pushed the toy maker to spin off its Wizards of the Coast and digital gaming units, as well as criticized how the company was allocating its capital. So since that defeat, Hasbro's stock price has continued to decline. Currently, they're trading for $62.10 per share. And over the last year, their stock price is down 37.5%. Going back five years, Hasbro's stock price is down by 35%. Over 10 years, they're compounding at a rate of about 4.5% annually. And going back nearly 18 years prior to the global financial crisis, Hasbro has compounded their stock price at a rate of about 6.5% annually. Keep in mind that their dividend payouts would be in addition to this. And currently, they're paying out that 4.5% dividend yield. So Hasbro is currently trading about $7 over their 52-week low. They're down nearly $40 from their 52-week high. About 4% of their shares outstanding are currently sold short. And Hasbro has about an $8,600,000,000 market cap. For more background about the company, Hasbro is a branded play company providing children and families around the world with entertainment offerings based on a world-class brand portfolio. From toys and games to television programming, motion pictures, and a licensing program, Hasbro reaches consumers by leveraging its well-known brands such as Transformers, Nerf, and Magic the Gathering. Ownership stakes in Discovery Family, which offers programming around Hasbro brands and owned production capabilities from Entertainment One, help bolster Hasbro's multi-channel presence. The firm acquired Entertainment One in 2019, bolting on popular properties like Peppa Pig and PJ Masks. And it has plans to tie up with Dungeons & Dragons Beyond in 2022, offering the firm access to more than 10 million digital tabletop players. Hasbro Inc. was founded in 1923 and is headquartered in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the Select 6 analysis, taking a checklist-style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Hasbro based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress, and it's an opportunity to learn in public. It will continue to improve and get better over time. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. So starting with some of the key points to a potential long thesis for the business. Number one, the firm enjoys a stable expense base and should be able to leverage operating margins to around 19% as higher margin gains become a larger percentage of the total mix. Number two, stock ownership is compelling for income investors. The firm has more than a 4% dividend yield and has paid out around $1.7 billion in dividends over the past five years. The dividend payout ratios should remain around 40% or so over the long term as free cash flow for the business rises. And then thirdly, opportunities exist from entertainment bolstered by the Discovery Family Network E1 and film tie-ins supporting demand growth. Then for some of the key points around a potential short thesis for the business, number one, dislocation from the supply chain and retail network from COVID-19 related rolling closures could persist longer than expected, which would pressure medium-term profits. Number two, the consolidated retail channel leaves Hasbro at the mercy of its largest outlets. Hasbro's top three retailers account for about one-third of their sales, which could affect profits depending on demand for promotional spending. And lastly, the market for traditional toys could continue to shrink as a percentage of the total toy market as technology plays a more dominant role in product selection and children shift to more digital toys at a younger age. Hopefully that offers a balanced perspective around some of the qualitative aspects of Hasbro's business. 
for both a potential long and a short hypothesis around the business. Now let's get into the company's financials. So starting with our first financial metric today, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. So there are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns, and these business returns are gonna be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by asking for a benchmark of 14%, or higher, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. Hasbro saw their returns on capital decline headed into the COVID-19 pandemic. Since then, their returns on capital have upticked somewhat. They hit a low in their fiscal 2020 at about 9%. This increased to about 12% in fiscal 2021. And over their last 12 months, they're producing about an 11% return on capital. So when we average this out, Hasbro is producing a 13.9% return on capital which is tantalizingly close to that 14% benchmark we're looking for. However, this will be just shy of that mark. Unfortunately, this is pretty much as close as we can get, but this is going to be an X here to start off on metric number one. Hasbro's earning average returns on capital that are solidly above average, but just oh so close to that mark we were looking for. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of how the business has grown. So we're looking for revenue, earnings, and free cash flow growth over the last five years. And this metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are gonna be up for this to be a check, or if even one of them is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in these calculations. So over this time, Hasbro has grown their revenues by about 20%. Their earnings are pretty much flat over this time, but they're slightly up just about 5%. So that's less than 1% earnings growth on average over this period. However, we run into trouble with their free cash flows. And even though the business increased their free cash flows from fiscal 2017 to fiscal 2021, over their last 12 months, their free cash flows are significantly down from where they were over this period. And unfortunately, this means that this is going to be an X on metric number two. It's concerning because free cash flow is the metric that we care most about here because free cash flow is the lifeblood of any business and a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day discounted back by some reasonable interest rate is ultimately what that business is going to be worth. So a business can use their free cash flows to pay dividends, repurchase shares, pay down debt, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into their business. So even though Hasbro had revenue and earnings growth, it's concerning to see that their cash flows are down. However, this is not atypical in the branded consumer products or retail space currently. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Hasbro on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. As we learned in the last metric, Hasbro has barely increased their earnings over this period. So their earnings per share are going to depend on what happens in the denominator here, whether or not they've diluted or bought back shares. Unfortunately, Hasbro has diluted existing shareholders by 9% over this time frame. So that shareholder dilution is outpacing their earnings growth. And this means that their earnings per share are going to be down here. So this is an X on metric number three. Shareholder dilution is not great because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. And so when a business business issues new shares and dilutes existing shareholders, they're decreasing your ownership percentage in the business, which is ultimately going to decrease your percentage of the business's profits going forward. So typically, we don't like to see shareholder dilution. So far, we're starting off a bit rough for Hasbro here. We are 0 for 3 through our first three metrics. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Again, we've learned that their free cash flows were down over this period and they've diluted existing shareholders. So this really shows up in their last 12 months worth of numbers, meaning that metric number four is going to be an X here for us as well. 
Then for metric number five here, we're evaluating how the business is utilizing leverage. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the worst risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that Hasbro has produced over the last five years. Hasbro took on quite a bit of debt in their fiscal 2020. Since then, they've been paying this down some. Currently, they have $3.6 billion worth of net debt. And when we add up all of their cash flows over their last five years, they've only produced $3 billion worth of free cash flow. So they're off by more than $600 million here. Additionally, it's not great that their free cash flows have declined by so much recently because over their last 12 months, they're only earning about $230 million worth of free cash flow. And so based off of their current free cash flows, it looks like they would not be able to support a high debt load like this going forward, especially with their current capital allocation strategy, which is allocating a lot of capital to dividend payouts. So it does look like Hasbro is employing too much debt in their business than what we're necessarily comfortable with. And so this is an X here on metric number five. So far through our first five metrics, we are 0 for 5. We're still looking for our first check and we have five X's. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially give us a slight risk premium to the rate of the 10-year treasury yield and potentially give us another reason to be interested in Hasbro. So currently Hasbro has a little over a $12 billion total enterprise value, and we're using their total enterprise value here because it's gonna give us a picture of the economic reality of their business that's gonna be more similar to as if Hasbro were a private company by taking into account both their market cap and their net debt position. We learned that over their last five years, Hasbro has produced about $3 billion worth of free cash flow. So this means that in an average year over this time, they're producing about $600 million of free cash flow. So when we divide their $600 million worth of average free cash flows by their $12 billion total enterprise value, that gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of about 4.9%. So here again, just like with metric number one, we're tantalizingly close to what we were looking for. While this is slightly above the yield of the 10-year treasury right now, it's just below that 5% mark we wanted. Additionally, it's worth being aware that as we learned earlier, their free cash flows currently over their last 12 months are about half of where they have been historically. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $200 million of their last 12 months worth of free cash flow by their $12 billion total enterprise value, that only gives us a 1.9% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield here. Unfortunately, with an X here on metric number six, this means that Hasbro has run the gauntlet. They've gone 0 for 6 on our select six analysis. However, this doesn't mean that you're gonna necessarily throw the business out in its entirety. This analysis is meant to be beginning and holistic in nature, and it's not financial advice. Then here we're taking a look at Hasbro's dividend profile. So again, Hasbro is currently paying out about a 4.5% dividend yield, which is three times better than that of the yield of an S&P 500 ETF right now. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yields. So it's important to stop and look at the fundamentals of a business to determine whether or not that dividend is well supported by the business's abilities to produce cash flows. So in all five of these fiscal years, Hasbro was able to support their dividend payouts with their free cash flows. However, that situation has changed over their last 12 months. They also cut it pretty close in some of these years like 2018. However, since the COVID-19 pandemic, as the business's cash flows have picked up in fiscal 2020 and fiscal 2021, they actually decreased their dividend payout ratio. The future of Hasbro's dividend is likely going to depend on management's approach to capital allocation going forward. So they're going to have to weigh their options in terms of paying out an increasing dividend versus managing their debt profile or using their free cash flows in some of the other ways that we discussed earlier.
Then finally, here we're using a discounted cash flow analysis to come to a potential fair value for Hasbro. A discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are gonna be sensitive to its inputs. So starting with an average of their free cash flows over the last five years, which is more than double from where they are at currently, then projecting these average free cash flows out into the future based off of their historical abilities to grow their free cash flows dating back all the way to 1990. So these are assumptions that you need to do your own due diligence on to determine whether or not these are going to be potentially accurate and applicable going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate for Hasbro. Assuming a growth stage over the next 10 years where they grow their average free cash flows at a rate of 6% annually, then using a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that, so projecting 20 years into the future in total, where their free cash flows only grow at a rate of 3% annually, then if we were looking for a potential 10% rate of return from Hasbro, it looks like a fair value for the business would be about $55 per share. That's slightly off from what their current stock price is, which is about $62 a share, but that's right about what their 52-week low was so far over this time. Please be aware that this rate of return would be including their dividend payouts, so about half of this return would be coming from their dividends currently. And most importantly, please be mindful that this analysis is not financial advice, it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security, and before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track, buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. So in summary, Hasbro, it was tantalizingly close on multiple metrics. They were just barely off. However, they go 0 for 6 on our select 6 analysis today. The business averages 13.9% returns on capital. They have grown their revenues and their earnings over the last five years, but their free cash flows are significantly down over their last 12 months. They've also diluted existing shareholders by about 9% over this time, and they added on quite a bit of debt during 2020, and that's more than what their average free cash flows were able to support over this time, and with their current free cash flows dropping to less than half of what they're averaging, this debt load puts them in a more financially precarious position. However, if that's a potential concern for you, you'd want to do the work to dig in and learn more about their debt profile in more detail. You can dive into their filings to better understand that. And then their average free cash flow to their enterprise value was just barely off from that 5% mark we're looking for. That came in at 4.9%. 
Hasbro came about as close as they could to getting a couple of different checks here, but they fell just short. Then looking at their dividend profile, that's really going to depend on how management is approaching capital allocation going forward. They were able to support their dividend in all five of the recent fiscal years. However, currently their dividends are not supported by their free cash flows. And with a good amount of debt on their balance sheet, the company is going to have to weigh its opportunities. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Hasbro based off these historical assumptions for how they've grown their free cash cash flows since 1990 and projecting those out into the future. If you've done the work, you believe those assumptions and you're seeking a 10% potential rate of return going forward from Hasbro, then it looks like a potential fair value for their business was right about their 52-week low this year, coming in at about $55 per share. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's up to you to do your own due diligence, and this is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Please consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decisions. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to research a business as if you're going to own 100% of it, and you can truly understand the ins and outs of that business and understand the essence of that business overall. So through this deeper research, you'll ultimately learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Hasbro's business, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonable approximation of their intrinsic value will be. So with this said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Hasbro Inc., ticker symbol HAS. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Hasbro with me, and have a great day.